Arresting the statement, look into the victim who was assaulted at her restaurant. And, you know, the investigation leads to like a domestic dispute. But it also reveals that um, that the victim is pregnant and she's an alcoholic. This is Twisted, a Law & SU podcast. You are now listening to Twisted, a Law & Order SVU podcast, where we recap and break down past episodes of Law & Order SVU. You can hear us out on Spotify, Anchor FM, WordPress, or, and, or any other streaming service. And now, here's your host, Brian Mose. Yeah, welcome to uh, Twisted, a Law & Order SVU podcast. I am your host, BD Rose, or you call me Brian. And um, I'm going to be recapping and breaking down episodes of SVU. So, um, enough much to say, but um, I heard that on the news that Trump is getting ready to go to jail. They're planning to put Trump in jail for bribing an adult porn star, Stormy Daniels. I mean, should I stay adult film actress and all that stuff? I mean, I don't know, right? Anyway, you know, I mean, I, I, I you know, Stormy Dan, you know, the porn star Stormy Daniels show. She's the one with the big tits and all that. So, um, he, they want to see, they want, you know, he got a couple of people testifying against him, and Trump was supposed to go to jail last Tuesday, but how it's been delayed due to jury issues, and then you have like a couple other people testifying. Meanwhile, Donald Trump is going on some re-election campaign and he's claiming that it's all a witch hunt. And so, however, though, they don't know because um, Trump was supposed to turn, turn himself in for money bribing this, um, uh, this adult Stormy Daniels and all that stuff. So, but like I said, there, there has been delays due to jury and all that stuff. But Trump out here, he going around saying, at going on his re-election campaign saying nothing is nothing ever happened like this happened saying it's just a witch hunt and then trouble would be like fake news fake news fake news well you know trump is an arrogant asshole as far as i know i mean but he said he won't make america great again well guess what america is going down the toilet because right now you got all the gmos and you got the banks collapsing and everything falls apart so all I got, all we gotta do is just pray. You know what I'm saying? So, so I mean, if you if, enough about talking about dumb Trump, Trump, let's get to today's episode. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Well, this is Law and Order, season five, episode seven, Choice, and it aired on November fourth, two thousand three. And I wanted to tell you, you know, let me know, let me let you know, you break break down this episode. It's all about choices. One person's choice, one person's choices. Whether what she's gonna do with her life, or whether she's gonna keep the baby or have an abortion, or is it um, and it has to do with whatever that the P or she will stop um, you know, taking some addiction and stuff like that. So here we go. 
And this, this episode this is season five, episode seven, Choice, aired November on NBC on November 4th, 2003. Now, here's good. Let's get on with the story. So we're at the cold open right now, and you have a police officer. He's patrolling the um, street at nighttime, and he hears some glass breaking from a restaurant. And however, though, the cop realizes that the door was open. So he calls um, on the, the dispatcher to let him know that there's like a burglary going on around here. I think the code is like 1010, something like that, though. So the cop, the officer goes in the, the restaurant and he sees a, he sees some, and you know, the place is vandalized and they got the word, um, and the heat. And the next thing you know, that the cop sees this, um, a young Latino who is inside the restaurant. And next thing you know, is that, um, the officer, the officer tries to talk to him. And next thing you know, is that he hears a woman's voice saying, help me, help me, help me. So, however, though, is just that, um, the cop sees the Latino dude. He's, um, kneeling next to the woman he who's on the floor crying for help. And then next thing you know, the cop was going to come after the kid. And next thing you know, the kid runs off. And um, next thing you know is that um, he came over to uh, this uh, lady who was lying on the floor. Happens to be the, um, Mrs. Fulton, the owner of the restaurant. And yo, check this out. We have a special guest star. So who is the actress that's playing... Mrs. Jennifer Fulton. Look, I was in the middle of closing up and he hit me from behind. I'm sorry, I don't remember anything. Okay. Well, why don't you go home and get some rest and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Look, thank you for your concern, but really, I'm all right. You were assaulted. And I survived. Please, I just want to put this behind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens to be actress Josie Bissett and she's the star of Melrose Place. And it ran on Fox and from 1992 to like 1999's cancellation. And I just want to give you a fact that Heather Locklear made the show Melrose Place. And she played that bitchy Amanda, though. Uh, 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 was it Amanda? Did I say it right? Amanda? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking about Amanda Plummer from Hope Fiction, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, though, she plays... Um, um, Jennifer Fulton, the owner of this restaurant called Mama Sue's. So, um, yeah, you know, she's on the floor pleading for help. Turns out she's probably been sexually assaulted by a Latino dude. So, however, okay, so ever though, it's a short time later, Benson and Stable arrive at the crime scene. They talk to the officer who uh, caught the perp running off. And... Yeah, and then it turns out the victim's name was Jennifer Fulton, and then she owns this restaurant called Mama Sue's. He knows that the, you know the cop caught him with a gun and whatever, something like that. And he's and he tells the detective he was probably raped or something like that, though. I don't. Anyways, though, but he says he he told the detectives that he was just focusing on the kid with the gun, and he ran off though. So after the after they finished interviewing the officer, though, they've um they was looking for the, um her and then it turns out that she already been taken away to an ambulance so Sabre was like where she went to so we're at the hospital right now and Jennifer is getting has already been, has already been treated and she's getting ready to leave so so they wanted this so Bess and Sabre talked to 
Jennifer, and she refuses to cooperate with the cops, saying, look, um, I, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, and then Benson was like, no, no, Sybil was like, you were, yeah, you were sexually assaulted. It was rape. And, and then Jennifer was like, I know, and I survived. I want to put this behind me. Please excuse me. Yeah, I got some things to do. And it turns out that Jennifer refuses to cooperate with the cops because they were asking her that did she see anybody and say so they try to rape her. And then Jennifer tells them it was just dark, though. In other words, and they make a long story short, Jennifer refuses to cooperate with Benson and Sabler. And then she want she want to put this uh, incident right back, but just behind. Tell her like, forget about it. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. I don't need your help. Hmm. That, oh my goodness. I, I don't know what's going on. Okay, we go through the opening credits, and we're in the um, Act One. What Act One? Excuse, one, uh, excuse me. I said Act One. Act One. I said excuse me. I said excuse me for my suddenness because I said Act One. I was thinking about Dr. Wong or I'm talking Chinese and shit like that. I don't know. Oh, Hundan. <laughs> Hundan. Hundan. Uh, you know what that means, right? It means motherfucker in Chinese. <laughs> Hundan. Hundan. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so... um. Anyway, so we at the Act One right now, and then uh, Benson, Craig, and Finn—they do a walk and talk, and turns out that that um, rape kit rape kit tested negative, and but it turns out she was probably assaulted. So, however, though, is this like um they they want to break on they want to break down what happened at that night at the restaurant, and um, it turns out that uh, Mrs. Jeffers is married to her husband. And um, they're trying to figure out what's up with well, why um, this burglar or this perp broke in and tried to uh, sexually assault her or stuff like that. So, so they're going to investigate it. So they want to look into this Latino kid who ran off after the cop caught him with him and Jennifer and stuff like that, though. So they want to find out more information about him, like gang squads, everything and stuff like that, though. Craig wants to find out everything, though. So... So anyway, so we are inside the re- the restaurant, and Munch and Finn is at the crime scene, and they look at the place, and it has been it has been vandalized. It has the words um, "bitch" spelled wrong because it's spelled B I C H. They didn't put the T and stuff like that though, and they find like um, um, uh, a lot of stuff. And then check this out, O'Halloran, you know the crime scene guy, right? Hollerin is played by Mike Doyle, right? Um, he finds some some gum there, so maybe the perp left the gum at the um, restaurant. So um, he, he they're trying to figure it out if see if the the, the perp um, perp broke in, vandalized it, and vandalized the place and attempted to rape them, Mrs. Fal- Mrs. Mrs. Fulton. So we're we're at the. Um, Squad room right now later on, and um, I think um, Benson Stabler is there, and Craig and they doing a talk about the thing. So um, about Jennifer's assault, maybe probably assault and attempted rape and stuff like that though. So Munch and Finn came back, came to the squad room, and Munch has the uh, 
VHS thing in a hand in his hand, VHS um, you know, VHS thing in his hand saying, We found the smoking gum. So what they did was a, a bunch of pin posted for surveillance footage. It shows the um, the um, it shows the young perp. He was at some kind of a store 15 minutes before the attack. So Sabler finds out that um, that um, Jennifer was so, was uh, selling alcohol to minors, and he also mentions that the um, the the alcohol or liquor that he that she sold to was a kid named Leon Ardilis, right? And um, he's like 18 years old. So they look into the surveillance tape and they see the perp and they see the perp going in a, at the store 15 minutes before the attack trying to buy some gum or whatever though. And however though, they're going to go find them. Um, they're going to go go find this guy. And Stable's like, no need though. We have him. And um, he's, um, he's the... He's the kid that that he that received the alcohol from Jennifer. So Sabler has the mugshot of Leon, and and the surveillance video. It's the same thing. Oh my! It's the same. So they probably got their guy. Damn. Okay, so we're at the Fulton residence, and um, Jennifer is there with her husband Craig, and um, Jennifer tells uh, Benson Stabler that she doesn't remember what happened at the restaurant because it was dark and stuff like that. So, they sh- the Benson Stabler showed them the photo of these about of these people. One of them, including Leon, right? And um, and you know, I think, I think Jennifer identifies uh, Leon as the guy probably attacker or something like that, though. So. And so it turns out that she sold the uh, alcohol liquor to Leon in at a time, stuff like that, though. And however, check this out. I remember Jennifer had a history of remembering this Leon, and then she, she doesn't remember that much, but she sold alcohol to Leon. But, you know, she and then, and however, though, she got brought to court. She paid the fine because she violated the terms and stuff like that, though. So... That's what. That's probably what. I mean, that was probably. That's probably the guy who was kneeling right beside her while she was lying down, though. And um, you know, Jennifer's husband Craig. You know, he was like, "Are you going to arrest that creep or what?" So, we're at the precinct right now, and um, we're at the interrogation room, and Leon is Leon, Leon is being interrogated by much of Ben, and Leon tells him that he never touched her, he never raped her, and stuff like that, though. And um, they and then they have him on surveillance surveillance footage and stuff like that. And next thing he knows that um, they checked his hand to see some paint. They found some paint though. <laughs> and then Leon was like, "Yo, what you doing, man?" And much was like, "You're you done, Leon? You cook, you're done, Leon." Next thing you know, here comes um, um legal aid attorney Rebecca Balfus comes in, and she's played by um Beverly D'Angelo, right? And um, and then Balfus is like. Well, look who I see. In New York City's civil rights, civil rights, civil rights busters. And Finn was like, we want Balfus. And she tells him something about them. And she was telling him something about him. He's been being arrested, saying that's false arrested, all this bullshit, something like that, though. So, and then they, they're interrogating him and they're going to take him to the crime lab. And check this out. Balfus comes along with them. Oh, shit, man. And then we have the crime lab over there, and much as Finn is there, and Balfus is there, and then she's going around talking about some stuff, 
and she sees the sandwich and she was like, what is the sandwich doing here? And O'Halloran, who was sitting in the background, says, that's my lunch. And Balthus was like, oops. <laughs> so, so what are they going to do? Did they go, go through Prince and then they found like a wine glass and all that stuff. And then O'Halloran mentioned something about fibrous glass or something like that, like a wine glass or some shit like that, though. And even though they also wanted to find out about the paint, Leon was had something like that, though. So O'Halloran says, though, hey, we found a match. And then Munch was like, you cook Leon. And Leon admitted that he was there to attack the place. He really, he wasn't, he wasn't, he didn't assault um, Jennifer or anything like that, though. And, um, and the next thing you know is that, um, they figured, they trying to figure it out if the, that she had wine. No, no, they trying to out that he had wine with Jennifer and stuff like that. But, I mean, he, Leon denies everything. He just, I mean, he just admitted that he was there to just attack the place. That's about it. And then when he heard some moaning, you know, he seen Jennifer on the floor and he was going to, and he was going to come over to help. But then all of a sudden the cop came and he just ran off, probably nervous, something like that though. So much was saying something about he has like, um, he couldn't rape the woman because he had this little anxiety kind of shit. I don't know, nothing like that though. So however, Balthus is there at the crime lab telling him that um, they got nothing. And she tells Leon not another word. And then, okay, so um, we're back at the squad room right now. And turns out that um, Jennifer was having some drink with some kind of a mystery man, even though it wasn't Leon and stuff like that, though. So Craig wants to find out what's going on. So they tell him that they need, they need Jennifer in for some questioning and stuff like that. I don't know what it is, though. Now, we're later on, we're at the precinct later on, and Benson's talking to Jennifer. And Jennifer refuses to talk and all that stuff. However, though, and they want to, they want to ask her who she had a miss wine with was who she who she had wine with some kind of like a mystery man, and then all of a sudden Jennifer sits down and um, talks to tells Benson that um, it was her husband who uh, tried to assault her, and um, oh my goodness! So anyway, before we get to get to that, you know. Craig did. Craig wants to find out about Jennifer's mystery man. It turns out that Jennifer's husband Craig was charged with the with some domestic violence twice. And check do you know is that then um, Craig moved out like a few months ago, and they 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 not divorced yet though because they still married. But it turns out if they divorce if they divorce you know the business is in trouble. Now Mama, Mama Sue's is a is like a place coming out of New Orleans and they have like a they have a, they have also have a restaurant here in the city. So it turns out, so if that um, Jennifer and Craig are divorcing, you know I mean their business is in trouble. And it turns out the business is already has been in trouble because no money was coming in, and they're about to shut down the place. And there's a reason. That's there's a reason why the husband is just getting upset. I don't know what is going on. So they want to bring Jennifer in. Jennifer didn't want to talk about it, and then Jennifer admits that. Uh, and Miss says she had wine with her husband and then he attacked her. And check this out. She's pregnant. Oh, so it turns out that Jennifer and Craig made up, had some made up sex. And then next thing you know is that she's, and she's pregnant. Damn, that's crazy though. Now, we're going to act two right now. And um, Mr. Fulton comes in with his lawyer, right? And yo, 
and we have a who's that girl? And his lawyer, the lawyer's name is um, Nikki Stains. Now, we have uh, who's that girl? Now, who's the actress that's playing um, um, attorney um, Nikki Stains? Ballard on NBC's Homicide Life on the Street and she played that character for two seasons start, started in 1997 before NBC canceled the series. Now she also appeared in uh, I think it's of um, Necessary Roughness it's on USA and so um, she's been in other movies like uh, Chutney Popcorn and shit like that though so this is her first appearance as uh, defense attorney Nikki Staines, and she only appears in like one or two scenes in this episode, right? So she'll come back to reprise her role as Nikki Staines in season 20 of SVU, and she will end up becoming a, a rape, vic- rape victim as she's being raped by Rob Miller. Oh, so we'll get to that in the future, hopefully. If the U.S. survives, I don't know. So anyway, she plays um defense attorney Nikki Staines, and she representing Craig Bolton. So Craig Bolton comes in the interrogation room, and um, he says that that he didn't he didn't touch his wife and all this stuff, and um, and he discloses the fact that his wife has a drinking problem. Oh, oh my goodness! So. She didn't, you know, Jennifer didn't even mention that she has, she like, she's an alcoholic or something like that, though. But, however, though, he's, he, um, Craig tells the uh, detectives that he went to the restaurant that night and then they had some wine. And, but he realizes that uh, his, 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 um, Jennifer was drinking too much and he tells her to stop drinking. And then they had a fight. Next thing you know, his, he put his hands on her and ripped her blouse and then, and then next thing she fell and all that stuff, but he um never he he never raped her or anything like that though. He, he's trying to tell her to stop drinking, and then they had a fight, and then things went out of hand, and then he touched her and she fell. I mean, it was crazy though. I mean, however though, though they stay married for the sake of their business or whatever stuff like that though. But it was crazy stuff like that though. So we're at Novak's office and um. And then Staines is talking to Novak, and um, though Novak is taking the case to trial, and um, and then and then Staines released that his wife is like an alcoholic, and then and then she's um she's pregnant, and she's trying to kill the baby. I don't know what is going on about here though. So however, no, at the end, Novak says that that the her um Jennifer's husband will plead, take a plea, and and then. And they're gonna file like a restraining order. It tells them that, 
And Novak tells Staines that <clears throat> if he hits her or or comes within 200 feet, <clears throat> excuse me, he hits her or comes within 200 feet, he's going to arrest them and all that stuff, though. So it turns out that, that um, that um, Craig is going to plead to like a misdemeanor and um, they're not going to have, they're going to have a trial, you know, it's like a restraining order or stuff like that though. So we outside the building and Spencer Stabler is talking to Novak and they was like, you made a deal with that idiot. So it turns out that, that they didn't like the, then business table didn't like the fact that the uh, husband's gonna make they made a plea for Mr. Meter had to stay away from his wife, something like that. In other words, they filed a restraining order. So Benson Stable is gonna tell um Jennifer the news. So we're at the Fulton residence and Jennifer is at the kitchen table and she's having like a glass of wine and and she Jennifer doesn't like the fact that um that he uh plead he he plead he plead not guilty for sexual assault restraining or stuff like that, and she does. Jennifer doesn't believe her husband was let go and stuff like that though, and then 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 he, and then and orders that's like a restraining order. So Benson tells her if he comes within two hundred feet of you, we're gonna arrest him and all that stuff though, and they're worried about her pregnancy and stuff like that, and then Jennifer tells the detectives she she isn't keeping the baby. Oh, so in other words though. She's having an abortion. So, um, man, oh man, oh man. So anyway, Benson gives her, gives Jennifer a card and call her if she needs anything and something like that, though. So, anyway, we later on at night, we see, we're at um, Benson's house and then Benson isn't on the bed sleeping. Then she gets a phone call from Jennifer. So we cut to the restaurant and Benson is there with Jennifer and Jennifer tells him that she got that she received uh, some papers. It's like a restraining order for preventing her from getting an abortion, as from her man Craig. Oh my goodness! Is this is he this dude a control freak or what? Oh my goodness! And then and then and Jennifer's like, "That's it. I'm moving back to Melville's place where I can be with my Andrew Shue and stuff like that, and um, Vanessa Williams. I'm going back to the damn residence." <laughs> Oh my goodness! I mean, I mean, Jennifer got served papers from her husband, telling her to stop the abortion and stuff like that, though. And he's yeah, we're around on something like that, though. I mean, that's crazy. So we cut to Novak's Novak's office, and um, and then she talk, and then Messenger talks to Novak about the um, the papers that Jennifer received about stopping the abortion from her husband, and Novak tells him that. It, 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 it that the, the whoever who made that paper is from a pro life attorney named Felicity Bradshaw, and um, and Felicity Bradshaw she's like a pro life and stuff like that though. I mean she's like anti abortion and all that stuff though. So, Gary, in other words, her husband Craig doesn't want Jennifer to uh, kill the baby stuff like that. No, personally, you know I think abortion is murder, but I mean it is abortion is murder. No offense though, but I believe in life. I'm not saying anti I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not saying that I'm an anti-abortionist, but I believe in life. So all you gotta do is that the Felicity Bradshaw is gonna be backing Craig up though. So Novak recommends um another attorney, Laura Scarry, who will represent for um will represent for Jennifer. And and then Laura Scarry, she's like pro bono for a woman's group. And um 
Chief going win against her probably once, maybe twice, something like that, though. So, we're at the courtroom right now, and Jennifer is there with her attorney, Loris Gary, and Craig is there with Felicia Lee Bradshaw. And check this out. We have a we have a special guest part star. Now, who's this um lady? Who's this lady playing Felicity Bradshaw? My client can't even manage his own restaurant because of his wife's restraining order. He has to come to the court just to discuss business with me. Don't try to use me as a marriage counselor, Mrs. Bradshaw. I'm not, Your Honor. Mr. Fulton wants to prevent the termination of his child, but he fully acknowledges the burdens that this would impose upon his wife. He's willing to fund alcohol rehabilitation. What is she talking about? I'm not an alcoholic. Mrs. Fulton, please. What kind of lies have you been telling her? Mr. Fulton will pay for alcohol rehabilitation and provide financial support for his wife during her pregnancy and take custody of the child after it's born. Yeah, um, there happens to be Shirley Jones. You remember Mrs. Partridge from the Partridge family. Yes, yeah, she, she played four seasons of playing Shirley Partridge on the ABC sitcom from 1970 to 1974. And, you know, she's she was married to, um, I think, Mr. Cassidy, something like that. And then she had a son named David Cassidy, something like that, though. So I, 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 I might be wrong, you know. I mean, I mean, I think she was married to Albert Cassidy. Cassidy I'm not sure. But, yeah, she played the... Um, she she played the mother and, and patriarch and the manager and the leader of the band called the Partridge Family. And there was a sitcom that featured David Cassidy, um, Danny Bonaducci, and um, Susan Day and all that stuff. Though, mm, 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 mm. yeah, man, <laughs> yeah. And then um, it, it ran from ABC from 1970 to 1974. I used to watch that show back in the days when it was on Nick at Night back in the early 90s. Now, it's me of David Cassidy, RIP to him. So, so in this episode, um, Shirley Jones plays um, Felicity Bradshaw, but I'm going to call her uh, Mrs. Partridge. All right. So, um, okay. So, Mrs. Partridge is, is, is representing, um, you know, um, you know, Craig Fulton, right? And she tells the judge that, you know, that his wife is an alcoholic and then. What she's gonna do is she's gonna, and then her husband will pay for the thing and stuff like that for rehab and all this stuff though, and she also mentions about this um, this agency called Angus Data where she works for, and then she said that to provide Mrs. Fulton all the stuff though, and the judge was like, that's no no no, and Scary says that this that is a religious organization and all that stuff. Come on. So anyway, Laura Scary is representing um, Mrs. Mrs. Fulton, Jennifer Fulton, and and if she and Mrs. Scary is saying that this is all witch up from her husband because he wants to take control and all that stuff though, and then next thing you know is that the um, Mrs. Sparges calls calls out on um, Jennifer saying as an alcoholic, and Jennifer was like, "How the hell you? How you? Why does she gotta say these things, man? She don't even know me and all that stuff though." And they tell the judge tells Jennifer to be quiet and all this stuff, though. So, however, though, the judge decides to dismiss the case, though, because there were some differences and all this stuff. Because, yeah, the, you know them, the, the husband Craig know she know he know he knows that she's an alcoholic, and then Jennifer denies it and all that shit. I don't. Know. Oh, that's crazy, though. So a few minutes later, we're outside the courthouse, and and Jennifer's there with um, Lorna, Mason Stabler. Next thing you know, and then Jennifer's like. 
You he you think he should do that? Oh come on, y'all. And next thing he knows is that um Craig comes out and tries to apologize and all that stuff and then and then he has, has this little argument and it says, um not a little argument, they just said they wanted to keep the baby, stuff like that though. And whatever though. However though, the best disabled tells him to you stay away from Jennifer. If you come within two hundred feet, her you're gonna be arrested. Now back off. Okay, the and then Craig tells Jennifer that he loves her. I don't know, whatever. I mean, because they, they still have a restraining order against him and all that stuff. So whatever. So next thing you know is Jennifer decide, decides, decides that she's not going to get an abortion after all. What? First, well, first you said you was going to get an abortion. Now you're deciding you wanted to keep the baby. So that's, that doesn't, mean, doesn't make no sense. So Betsy and Stabler suspect that the, the, her, her husband is controlling her and all that stuff, though. But. Jennifer was like, this is my choice. And as far as the drinking, you know, that they're concerned about her drinking and all that stuff. And so, um, it's, it's Jennifer said that she's going to get herself clean. And Benson was like, if you need help, well, I mean, I got something to help you with, though. And she was like, is there another person that can help us? Okay, so, and then, oh, by the way, I just found out that the, the baby... If, if 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 a woman gets drunk and something like that though, it's oh yeah 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 we're at the headquarters of um, fetal alcohol syndrome company corporation oh no no excuse me fetal alcohol syndrome center and oh yeah so Spencer and Jennifer go there and they talk to this counselor and she tells them about she she tells her about the what does the alcohol will damage the baby and. Um, they tell her if you continue drinking like this, so your baby baby will develop fetal alcohol syndrome. And then she tells her that she needs to stop right now, though. And that's all it is, though. <laughs> now, sometimes it's true when the mother's pregnant, though she's not supposed to be drinking. That's in the back of the back in the alcoholic beverages, especially the beer bottles. They got a warning saying if any the woman pregnant woman to not not consume alcohol unless it, or they will suffer birth defects and all that stuff so so maybe the counselor tells Jennifer to just to stop drinking for the sake of her baby because she's pregnant and Jennifer is maybe about like at least two months pregnant and all that stuff so that's, that's all it is though so later on at night um, Olivia drops Jennifer off at her outside at her apartment outside and then all of a sudden this a guy shows up with some papers and and it turns out to be um um a Josh. He's like a brother, like Craig's brother and stuff like that. Though, next thing you know is that the this mysterious dude is carrying papers going to her house, and then they, all of a sudden, Olivia pulls out a gun and orders um Josh to freeze. And then Josh put his hands up, saying, "Hey, yo, 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 chill out, chill out. I'm family, I'm family, man. I was can't, I was came to give her this, and um." Yeah, so anyways, you know, I mean, and then he tells Ilya, I'm family, and then Jennifer tells Josh to get the hell out of here, which he does. So she reads this pa- as a paper, and it turns up that her husband, Craig, filed a restraining order to, to stop, to, to stop, to, uh, to, he filed a restraining order to stop the pregnancy, and check this out, though. She could, she could get not locked up for neglect. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> looks looks like this cousin's got control over her. Because first she was a first and it was all about the domestic dispute, saying her husband hit her and all this stuff, which is bullshit. Now now it's saying that um then she got she got a pay first if she found she gets like um restraining over to stop the abortion according to her husband. Now the husband gave her a paper saying that she the Jennifer the Jennifer will be locked up for neglecting the baby. So I mean Jennifer got drama quite twice. First, she got a she got a she got she was served papers for for from her husband to stop the abortion. Now she got papers saying that she'll get locked up for neglecting the baby. I mean the baby hasn't even been born yet. But he probably knows that's damage to the baby, man. Some shit like that, though. All right, so we're at the squad room the next day, and um, and, and uh, Olivia's concerned about Craig because all what Craig was doing was trying to have control over it and all that stuff, though. So, right. However, though, it's like um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's like crazy stuff like that because um. I mean, uh, I mean Olivia. Just she's just worried about um, this case and all that stuff, though. So, um, so crazy though. And um, however, though, Olivia says that she want to keep her eye on Craig, though, because that's what she really wants. Because Craig is just controlling her and, and her life and taking advantage of her. I mean, he's using that thing just to bring her down. I mean, that's what it is, though. So they're gonna plan to take that thing to case of family court. So we're at family court now, and Jennifer and Craig are in family court right now. And here you got, he have, you don't believe this though. I mean, tell you that Mrs. Partridge, she has been digging up dirt on something against Jennifer. And you don't know what it asked though. I mean, yo, all is it alcohol in her past and all that stuff though. I mean, that's so crazy, stuff like that though. And it looks like, you know, it's like um, Craig's gonna file custody and all that shit though. So after family court, uh, we outside the um, building. Benson and Stabler are talking, and um, and then and then Brad, you know, Mrs. Partridge, she's gonna be digging. She dig up a lot of dirt against Jennifer, and then they want to interview like for several people about Jennifer and her past history and all that stuff, though. And then Benson asked Stabler if his if his wife drinks alcohol, and. And then Saber tells him I mean, that sometimes and all that stuff. You know, he got four kids. If, if if she was pregnant again, I'll shoot myself. So I know Ben. I don't know Benson is concerned about Saber's family and his wife. Though he hasn't consumed the alcohol and stuff like that, though. So, man, that's so crazy. Okay, so and after that, though, we're in the um, we're in this um we're in the apartment ability done. And uh, Sabler is talking to Melanie Dunn. Like, she was like a close friend of uh, the Boltons, all that stuff, though. So, Melody tells Stabler that um, her husband came by like, a while ago for somebody's his, her wife's birthday and stuff like that, though. So, and then it turns out Mrs. Mrs. Dunn and um, Craig had been talking. And they talk about Jenny's past. And Melody also mentions about um, Jennifer's wild side. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And um, it turns out that, that um, Jennifer was wild. She attended college. 
And next thing you know is that, that she was caught drinking. And that was happened 20 years ago. Because, you know, Melanie hasn't spoken to Jenny in 20 years. So it turns out during that college, though, that Jenny, Jenny, Jennifer showed up drunk. And uh, she wasn't expelled, but she tells him that she took some time off and all that stuff, though. Next thing you know is that um, Jennifer got pregnant. And, like, and uh, oh, my goodness. So Jennifer had a... Uh, she ever had another kid when she was young. Now, why didn't they even mention that in court, though? And there's that. There's a revelation right there. Turns out that um, Jenny um, had a baby when she was in college, and she decided to give it up for adoption because she want uh, the child to have the same thing happen to her and all that stuff, though. So Melody tried to contact the adopted parents, and then Straight, she tried to contact Jennifer. No answers, stuff like that, though. So, and word out is that she was probably adopted, adopted, adopted of some some sort. So she never got word from Jenny for years. Next thing you know, we cut to the, another house, and we meet the, the this guy named Tom, and he's uh, one of the adopted parents, and um, they escort Benson Stabler to the living room, and they introduce him to this kid named Lily. And yo, yo, it turns out that, yeah, they finally found their adopted daughter, Lily. And she's there with the short with the short hair and the glasses. And then she had, like, some speech problems. And you know what? Um, it, oh, check this out. She's, they do know, Benson Stable introduced himself to Lily. And Lily was like, hi, Benson Stable. This is my friend. You want to play, come, want to play fish with us? <laughs> She sounded like a little Canadian accent or something like that. Go fish, go fish. So, you know, Tom tells Benson Stabler that um, kid that Lily started developing problems when she was three years old and stuff like that, though. So, and um, and and then you know, they gave her best. They, they did the best they could, though. And uh, they mentioned something about the uh, gaining contact with the birth mother and. She hasn't got back to her and all that stuff, though. Hmm. All right, so we, then we cut to the, um, the Fulton, Fulton apartment, and Benson and Stabler confront Jennifer, and Benson tells Jennifer, you should have told us if you had, you had a daughter. And Jane was like, I don't want to go... I don't want to go for the same mistake that I did years ago. I mean, I just want to put that behind me. So they tell Jennifer that the kid has fetal alcohol syndrome. Yeah, she spent her history drinking and stuff like that. I wouldn't say drunk and stuff like that. I don't know. So, and then next thing you know is that she she feels bad about it. And then they tell her you have to go to court and all that stuff, though. So we at the family court again. And um, the judge is talking and they exposing Jennifer's first child. And they tell her that. And she should be found not guilty, and she had to be sent to an alcohol rehab facility and all that stuff, though. And so, in other words, Jennifer has to stop drinking and show up for rehab. Okay, now we're we're at the fault we're at the Fulton residence later on that night, and Benson comes to visit Jennifer, and Jennifer was like, "What the hell you want, though?" And um, next thing you know is that um, they tell it they tell you that um. And, they tell her that um, she was a bit concerned about her, and Jennifer like, "I'm fine. Please don't bother me. I'm not." And then next thing you know, she got an attitude, 
and she's drinking something from a can, can and stuff like that, though. And Benson was like, "What's that? What you drinking?" And Jen was like, "None of your business." So Benson snatches the can, and she smelled alcohol in it. Oh shit! And then Benson went off on her, saying, "I trusted you, man. Like, look, at, like, I trusted you. I mean, come on." Uh, come on, come on! I trusted you. I had my back for you. I backed you up, man. Now you play me like a you play, play me like this, man. What's wrong with you, though? And the Jeff was like, "Yeah, I don't even give a shit." You know what I'm saying? Next thing you know is that um, Benson uh, Benson comes in and puts the cuffs on her and arrests her for violating um, violating her um, uh, thing and stuff like that. In other words, though, she is arrested for you know lacking a baby. I mean, she she consuming alcohol and she's damaging the baby. In other words, though, she that she had best arrested her ass for arrested her ass for violation, and she, and then Jennifer was like, "Let me go, let me go. I want to move out. Take me back to Melville's place. I want to go to jail." And she started crying like a little bitch. I mean, come on, you yelling and stuff like that. Please, let me tell you something. You know, you did it to yourself. I mean, drinking all that alcohol, you're gonna damage the baby, man. And that is crazy, man. And you got ass who like leave me alone. I want to go back to Bellows' place. Well, guess what? Olivia arresting your ass because you you violated the terms of the deal. You see, you dumbass. <laughs> so we're in um, prison right now, and Jennifer's there with um, with the, the lawyer and stuff like that. Though, so Cabot so Cabot comes in. And she offers a plea to Jennifer and stuff like that, though. But Jennifer don't want to hear that shit. She was like, I don't want to hear that shit. I want my day in court. Okay, so next thing you know is that we're at the we're at the courtroom right now. Jennifer's on the stand. And Jennifer admits that she drinks because of the stress of the restaurant, the business, and all that stuff like that, though. So anyway, um, and then next thing you know, Novak comes up and tells Jennifer that alcohol is a disease. Yeah, it is a disease. I mean, you like he, she has a drinking problem and all that stuff. I mean, sometimes you end up getting drunk, like getting drinking liquor and um, rum and all that shit. Come on. So later on at court, you notes know, so Lorna and Novak did do the closing arguments. What they do, they do with Jennifer and stuff like that, though. And then the next thing, you know, Jennifer is found guilty for no, excuse me. Jennifer is found not guilty for contempt, and she is told that. Um, she had to go to rehab and 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 face prison time. Well, luckily she's not going to jail. So we cut to the following day, and um, Benson Olivia Benson shows up, and uh, he she sees Jennifer sitting in her vehicle, and it turns out that she's just out there. She wanted she wanted to she wanted to, she wanted to see her. Um, her 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 daughter, who she hasn't seen in a long time, and Benson got the call saying that woman was just st- st- sitting there since six thirty in the morning, and Benson thought it was her. So um, Jennifer tells um Livia that she's gonna see Lily, but she's afraid, and Benson encouraged her to talk to Lily. Because you know she gave her, you know, she gave her up for adoption, and they haven't spoken. Yeah, he hasn't, and then Jennifer hasn't seen her child since she adopted. She adopted her. So hopefully, though, Jennifer has the courage to get out of a car and walk over to the table where Lily's Lily sitting and 
she's trying to have a conversation with Lily, and Benson just stands there watching. So, and then that's the end of the episode. I mean, at least Jenny, I mean, Josie Bissett is trying to get her life together. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, well, okay, so it's all about choices. I mean, here's Josie Bissett, the actress. I mean, whether she's going to have an abortion or keep the baby, that's a that's a choice. Or whether she's going to continue drinking or stop drinking, that's like a bad choice. I mean, let me tell you something. Is Josie Bissett confused and all this stuff, though? I mean, you never know. I mean, she might as well move back to Melville's Pet Lace rather than running a restaurant and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Shoot. It's all about choice. I mean... Sometimes, you know, like the, these mothers, they make a bad choices. I mean, mom and the bees didn't want to make a dad bad choice. I mean, you like a mom's an alcoholic and she you said you're gonna stop drinking, but you lied. You said you were gonna have a you was gonna keep have abortion, but you you know, real candid and said you gotta keep the baby. And they figure it's all about the husband's husband's control. But I mean, this woman's confused like she's Michael Jackson and shit like that. I don't know what it is though. Uh, so anyway, you know, I just came from the store. I just had some guava juice, though. Haven't had it for a while. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be using that glass bottle to make myself some ice, you know, some iced tea, homemade iced tea. You know what I'm saying? With some honey and shit like that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm just enjoying myself now. Now, um, I yeah, y'all heard about the thing with Chris Rock and all that stuff. I mean, I was in. You know, Dissing Will Smith, I mean, I haven't seen that show in this comedy special just yet, but I'm going to look at it when I get a chance and all that stuff, right? All right. Now, um, next thing you know, I mean, I think that's about it, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, ain't nothing much to talk about. All I want to know is that, um, yeah, if you want to talk about Beyonce, I'll talk about Beyonce. If you want to talk about hip-hop, I'll talk about hip-hop. So ain't nothing much happening, you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not crazy like Kanye West though. Anyway, I don't want it. So anyway, thank you all for listening in and I hope you enjoy my podcast. And I'll be back next week with a new episode. So Twisted, a low and SVU podcast is from Spotify for Podcasters. You can find me on uh Spotify, Spotify for Cat for Podcasters, WordPress Google Podcasts, etc. Right? And our new shows come every Monday when I get a chance. Monday, you know, I'm a busy dude and all that stuff. So I'm thinking about getting starting up my second podcast, maybe. I'm not sure, but I'm working on that though. Now, and by the way, I want you to thank you for listening. Like and subscribe. And I'll be have a blessed week.